I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Hi, everybody. This is Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast, part of the Fans First Sports Network, joined by John Shop, who also is part of the Fans First Sports Network. His podcast is called the Spartan Pride Podcast about the Michigan State Spartans. Longtime television journalist. He's an attorney. He and I have been doing this for we're getting close now, John. We're at 14 years. We're getting close to 15 in September. I will. It'll be 15 years. What do you think? It's been a while. We still have more to say. It never ends. It's just incredibly fascinating. The world of sport and the world of football, especially, it's just fascinating. So there's more to do. We've got so much to cover in today's podcast, John. We're going to talk about Josh Jacobs, Jimmy Garoppolo. We're going to finish our prediction of the Raiders schedule. We've got so much going on. So let's just start, let you go first. You know, let's talk about gambling in the NFL. This is a big deal. To me, you have to be an idiot to gamble in the NFL, but they're still doing it. Your thoughts? My thoughts are that the warning systems that the NFL are providing, the NFLPA are throwing up, I don't know what else they can do. And it kind of feels inevitable that we'll see another issue or two coming up here sooner than later. So what you have now is 
sports gambling legal by phone app across a great percentage of the country where millions and millions of folks live and there's plenty of NFL teams. What we've seen, of course, is Calvin Ridley miss an entire year and give up a whole lot of money, but that apparently didn't set in quite yet with everybody as other teams have had issues since. So as there's off OTAs and as many camps get going, et cetera, I'm sure that this is going to be stressed and emphasized to the players, but I still worry that they may go pick up an extra phone or an email address or something that they think they can uh, pull off to maybe uh, play on the NBA finals baseball game or something random. I'm not sure what else there is that can be done, but the awareness of this issue and how off limits it is to the NFL players at some point, we're going to have to draw a line in the sand and say, okay, that's done. We can't explain that anymore. And I think we're getting to that point rapidly. But are we done? I don't know. John, I'm going to tell you, I'm there at these facilities. You know, I, I'm these guys all know the rules. And so for you to bust to break the rules, you're just simply, you're an egomaniac that thinks you're above the rules and I'll never get caught which we see that, and, and let's be fair, that's not a football issue. That's a humanity issue. We see that in every profession. Or they're just stupid, and we see that in every profession of the NFL because these guys are known. Now, now here's where my problem comes in. It's not about any more education. They've been educated. Eventually, you, you got to start taking people's careers away. And it's it's like with, with drunk driving. You know, you'll see somebody get busted. This was their 12th offense. Well, until America decides to get serious about drunk driving, we're going to continue to have people that say, well, it's worth the risk because I don't pay any price. And, you know, at what point, and again, not getting political, but at some point, people have to be held accountable. Now, each league is so different. There are some leagues that say you can't gamble on anything. Then there are some leagues that say you can't even be friends with a known gambler. I, I remember an athlete once saying to me, my mom and dad have gambled my whole life. They have poker party the last Saturday night of every month. So according to the rules of my league, I can't even be friends with my parents. Then there are some that say you can't bet on your sport or your team. The point is I each league has a right because they have a collective bargaining agreement to determine their own rules. But whatever those rules are, if player gets busted, again, it's ego or ignorance, but there's no more. But eventually they're going to have to pay, a, someone's going to have to pay a big, big price. Yeah, and I think the Ridley standard is, is not a bad one when we see gambling violations on sports or on the sport that is completely and clearly prohibited. I think you start taking somebody's career away for a lot of maybe the majority of NFL players, if you take a year from them. So as an initial punishment for a year, that's probably pretty strong. Um, what I hear you suggesting maybe is that if there's a second time, that's it for good. And that's probably not a bad idea. Um, it's really beyond belief that somebody who's in a situation like Calvin Ridley or the players that have been suspended recently, I think from the Lions and, and maybe one other spot, it's very unlikely that, they would not get that message. So I don't know what else the league could do. I don't know what else the players association could do. Hopefully it's not a regular issue, but when it does come up, it's got to be dealt with swiftly and very severely 
that way you just kind of tamper down any potential concern that any of the gambling influences leaking into the actual competitions. Here's my philosophy. This is what I think we sh- that they should do. If you bet on your sport and, and, or well, I guess if you bet on your team, you're betting on your sport, but any bet on your sport, your team or not, you're gone. Just not coming right. back ever. That's simple enough. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that, that would be simple enough, you know, and you can even use Ridley like, look, we, this is the one example, the one warning. It doesn't just apply to Calvin Ridley or the Falcons or the Jaguars. It applies to every single player in the NFL. Um, that might do it. As you know, you walk in those buildings, you see the signs with all the uh, prohibitions on uh, medications and other things that can't be taken. Uh, and by and large, the NFL seems to have done a pretty good job of removing concerning PEDs. This has got to be taken out as best as possible because you can't have any threat to the competition. Uh, the gambling influence historically is what it is. So you may be right. And the next time there is a collective bargaining, we're going to keep a closer eye on what the penalties and rules are for for gambling. Absolutely. The next time yeah. they do it, it'll it's be right ridiculous. up to the top. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. I, I mean, and I, to me, I think you got to stop there. I mean, if a player wants to if he if he's here in Vegas and he's a Raider and he wants to gamble on the on the Vegas Golden Knights, I mean, it's completely legal. Your leagues have all endorsed it. So, I, sorry, I, I'm not a legalist. I think the rule should be you bet on your sport, you're gone. There's no second chance. You bet on the other stuff, and it's legal. There's nothing we can do. And here's what, 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 what fans don't realize. Players are well aware of it. These guys are being turned in by the betting app companies. Yep. Because the betting at companies, they have software that they know exactly where you're making the bet from. They know your name. So they're going through, hey, this guy's a undrafted free agent or this guy's a first rounder. Oh, look at he's making the bet you know, from his facility. They're turning it in. Because if these guys are given inside information, it's going to cost them. I mean, that that's where I don't think they understand. You know, you want to use the little betting apps, great it's not in your best interest because they're going to turn you in too. Yeah. And we, I know we just talked about this recently, but we're talking about it again because it's still an issue. And what I think you just maybe hit on, I didn't really think of before is this may be an opportunity for the four major sports, the four major team sports to come together and, and establish some kind of universal, you cannot bet on your own sport period, or you're gone there may be a bigger opportunity here as far as crossing over the four major team sports in North America than we really considered. I know the NFL is, it's not just the biggest dog on the block. It's like a whole different animal, but there's probably a benefit for all, including the NFL, if they may be able to come up with somewhat of an agreement and a standard in all four of those pro team sports to kind of set the table and set the standard that we are impeccable in our competitions they are above reproach and they will not be influenced at all or have any appearance of any influence at all by illegal gambling, whether very small dollars. I think you can bet, you know, as least a amount as a dollar on some of those apps or big. Not a bad idea for those four sports to consider if they ever actually talk to each other. So, John, we saw that Josh Jacobs, you know, missed the offseason and 
which is no big deal. He hasn't signed his franchise tag. He's not under contract. He's not getting fined. Nothing. I know that puts some um, Ernst in some fans who are like, oh, we need him there. No, you don't need him there. He's a running back. Running backs take a beating. I understand they're not taking a beating in the offseason, but the offense isn't changing. He's in great shape. He's working out. This is a nothing burger. And I understand why to fans it is, but I'm there at practice. I'm watching. It's a nothing burger. I'm just saying, I I don't think it's that big of a deal. I know some people have tried to make it. I know some in the media have because I think they love to push the buttons of Raider Nation because it's such a big fan base. So they'll click, 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 click. But, but in truth, it's a nothing burger. I've reported numerous times. Both parties love each other. Both parties want to be together long-term. The problem is the semantics of what a long-term deal is. Both of them have different views of that. So, again, I, I think this is a big nothing burger, and I think fans are being played by media. Your thoughts? What is a long-term contract in the NFL? That's a good question today. I think there's some folks that would say three years should qualify as a long-term contract in the NFL. There's others that may say, hey, that doesn't start until five. Then you've got the guaranteed money part. Um, Historically, this has been a problem historically where players, uh, some have let themselves get out of shape and or they've basically not taken enough hits in practice or training camp, they're in a game too soon and they get injured. Whether we're going way back to Jerry Rice uh, with his kneecap, Emmett Smith, et cetera, Ezekiel Elliott. So you understand that, hey, this may be an issue, but I would pretty much agree with what you said. We haven't seen it be an issue when the player comes in in really good shape and he has enough time to take the requisite training camp hits, et cetera, that you need to be ready to absorb the NFL contact. So who doesn't want a longer summer vacation? I don't think this is a problem at this point, but um, as long as the emphasis is on being in shape and making sure there's enough time to prep. And at this point in that running back's career, he should have a pretty good idea of what that is. I don't see any reason to be concerned. Next, I want to get to Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm the one that, um, you know, broke a lot of this story, broke the fact that, you know, that he'd had surgery, broke the, but it was just a cleanup, broke the, the, the subject of the fact he was no longer, that he was in a boot, broke the subject. He was no longer in a boot. I understand this. Now I do understand fans angst when you go from Derek. And again, this is not a pro or anti Derek Carr podcast. I just want to say this to all the fans. I love you guys. Tens of thousands of you are watching these podcasts, and I appreciate it. I don't take that for granted. But, dear Lord, Derek Carr is not your quarterback anymore. So if you love Derek or hate Derek, get the conversation off of Derek. But <clears throat> not telling you what to do. You can do whatever you want. But I'm telling you, that's my my viewpoint from an outsider is let it go. Anyways, but you do let Derek go who's always playing. He's always playing. He's always there. and you let Jimmy come in, I understand the angst here. I have said there's no issues, that he's going to be ready for training. You're going to be ready for the season. 
And but the bigger issue is can he go 17 games? If he goes 17, Josh and Dave are heroes. If he doesn't, they're not. I understand the angst here, though, don't you? Oh, absolutely. And one of the unique things about Garoppolo is, you know, he's coming from San Francisco, which had maybe the all-time quarterback injury season in the NFL last year. So there's certainly recency awareness because the entire fan base of pretty much any NFL team knows how injured the 49ers quarterbacks were. And if you look at Garoppolo a little closer, most folks and Raider fans have already zoomed in on this and taken account for it. He said a number of different injuries. So you understand that there's going to be extra attention and extra uh, nerves on the skin, if you will, that Garoppolo is a pro. He's got to know can only be resolved or calmed by getting into training camp at the right time, showing that he's healthy, moving around well, doing a small, small bit of work in the preseason um, to hopefully sharpen the sword enough to start the season successfully. But because of that, and when you take that stuff into context, you can understand the alertness. At the same time, it doesn't really do you any good to compare the current situation to the past because it really is literally in the past. What the Raiders are probably working to make sure they're prepared for is how do we put Garoppolo in the best position to complete all 17 games? And if he has to miss uh, hopefully a short period of time, what is our best option to compete in that specific game or two, which is by default, probably Brian Hoyer until a certain point in the season, you, you, you would, you would think, especially that earlier an issue would come up, the more likely it would be him or somebody that's not on the roster than um, Aiden O'Connell. So you understand that there's going to be extra sensitivity. And I think that sensitivity is going to continue and people will keep an eye on screens and TV for news on this until Garoppolo is released for full active duty in camp and maybe even after a preseason series or three where it looks pretty good. Then you might see people just relax a little bit. All right, John, we now go to we've been predicting the Raiders schedule. Yes, we've done the first 12 games. We both got their different routes, but we're both at five and seven. <clears throat> so then we come into the 13th game of the year. It's Sunday, December the 10th. The Vikings and our old pal Kirk Cousins come to town to Allegiant Stadium. I think the the Raiders get this one. Now, remember, we're making every prediction based on everybody's healthy. I say they get this one and move to six and seven. This one, to me, is a massive sink or swim game. I, When I look at the Vikings coming in, I pretty much see two options for them this year. One is a serious, serious Super Bowl contention. The other is probably the realization that the window they had closed, and quite frankly, they stuck with, uh, Mike Zimmer and a guy trying to take a square peg and jam it into a round hole too long. So I actually see the Vikings either flying really high at this point or coming in really low and starting to get ready to turn a huge page. We don't know right now what exactly happens with Dalvin Cook, although it seems like the Vikings are beginning to inch their way towards saying prepare for him to be gone because we've got other guys that can do the job and there's a lot of tread on that tire. So I do think it's going to be sink or swim. 
I like the Vikings in this one. I think the Vikings are going to go into December looking like a massive Super Bowl contender. So I've got the Raiders losing that one. The Vikings on fire at that point. Wow. It's a wild card, but that's the kind of that I, I see the Vikings as seriously massively swimming or sinking. And if they sink, it's a different story. But as we sit here today, something tells me that the Vikings are going to have one more good look at contention. All right. And four days later on Thursday night football. Fast. Is a, is a flex game. The Chargers come to Allegiant Stadium. I think the Raiders win that one. And now they're seven and seven. Yeah, I'm not sure how close the Chargers came to a regime change after last year. I'm not sure how much the changes they've made on the defensive side of the ball as far as the coaching are going to help. I'm long on Josh, Josh, big time long on Josh Herbert. I think he's going to be really good. Justin. Yeah, Justin, Justin Herbert uh, with the next coach. I think the Chargers are going to start circling the drain here. I like the Raiders, which what will be maybe perceived as an upset at home four days later. Again, coming off a bye week the week before, I don't think their legs are going to be that drained. I like the Raiders in that one. All right. I'm going to tell you right now, I think the Chargers, if they'd gotten Sean Payton, it'd be a whole different expectation. But their coach to me is one of the worst in the National Football League. You can count on him every year costing his team one or two games. You cannot have a coach in this league that you have to count on him losing new games. Man, I'm sorry about my voice, but you know I've been talking literally for hours this morning. I'm sorry about it. Next, 11 days later, they go from Thursday night football to Monday night football, Christmas, at Kansas City. They come in 7-7. and I think they lose at Arrowhead. They're 7-8. and You have them coming in 6-8. and Mm-hmm. I've got them seven and seven and then leaving here seven and eight. You can't predict a win in this game. You can't predict that the Raiders are going to go win uh, on Christmas day in Arrowhead. You can't predict it. So you have to predict that the the chiefs are going to win this one again. If the Raiders beat the chiefs either time they play them within that essentially month span, it's probably the biggest win of the McDaniels era so far. You've got to predict the Chiefs to win this one. All right. Then you come back on the 31st, New Year's Eve, Indianapolis Colts at Lucas Oil on the road. On the road. One o'clock, which is Eastern. It's an early game. But they're going to Indianapolis. I'm picking a win. They improved to eight and eight. Yeah, I think I don't understand exactly why people look at the Colts as so close to getting there. Uh, maybe they had a small window and they squashed it just collapsing at the end of the year, a couple of years ago. I don't think the Colts are very good. This is a game the Raiders should win. I think they bounce back and they win this game. Finally, the 7th of January, the Broncos come to town. And I think at, at Allegiant stadium, the Raiders win it and finish the season nine and eight. Your thoughts? My thoughts are the Raiders are going to win this game also. I think Russell Wilson is essentially done. I think Sean Payton by this point in time in the year and 
look, it's going to be 2024 is going to be looking really forward to his second season. I do not think the Broncos are going to come into Allegiant to end the year and get anything but a really warm Raider welcome, if you will. This is a game the Raiders should win. This is a game that's going to feel like it's got some momentum after the Colts. I think the Raiders win pretty handily, which of course in the NFL means maybe by 10, but I think the Raiders are a better team than the Broncos. And some of the Broncos would have already downshifted the gears after the season that they had. I'd like the Raiders to close out the year with a back-to-back win. All right, Johnny. So I haven't finished nine and eight and you got them finishing seven and 10. Yes. All right. Interesting. We've set the range. No. We've set the range, haven't no. we? Well, and remember, I said if Jimmy was healthy, I predicted nine. Yep. If he's not, I predicted seven. So we're right there. Yes. We're both on the same page. This is part and, of why we've done this for so long. Uh, and it's fun because we kind of set the range like, well, I, hey, it kind of makes sense. All right. Next, the last subject I want to get to, um, and I think it's a really important subject. Everybody hates preseason games, maybe two, because you allow some of those young players that are trying to make the bottom part of the roster. I mean, let me be very frank. There might be five to ten spots on an average roster that going into camp are up for grabs. Okay? Maybe that many. I think the Raiders, they're within that range. And so preseason games stink. They're not playing Jimmy Garoppolo. They're not playing a Josh Jacobs. It's like someone said, well, well, Josh isn't there. He ain't going to play anyways. He did last year, but that was a different story. They're not going to be playing a Devontae Adams in a preseason game, you know, for any length of time. He maybe would get a couple reps, but you know what I mean. But I've heard a lot of people say, let's get rid of the preseasons and just do 20 regular season games. Or let's add another one so it's not an uneven number and then only play two preseason games. I have talked to multiple players, some on this podcast, some not. And players are for it. But their thoughts are, you got to expand the roster. Right now, the roster is just too small. Even now it is at 17 games. You are constantly having players get hurt. You got to bring guys off the street or whatever to fill roles. Your practice squads are too big. You got to fix that. Then your game day roster. It makes no sense to me. Well, you know, you you got this many guys in your roster, but you can only dress this many. Dear God, just let them dress. <clears throat> but you move the roster to 70. Everybody dresses. Then obviously the pool of money will go up because of you know more games whatever and you had more people you had more money but i'm just saying to you i think this at some point there's going to be too many games now listen fans are going to berate me for this too many games are you kidding we love football okay i'm the one who has said multiple times you want to improve baseball then cut the season down it's way too long but you know baseball purists. Hockey, cut the season down. I mean, it just NBA, too many games. I, when there are too many, I used, I remember when I was in college, our economics professor used to always say, you want a certain level where people still want more, where they want more. Uh, the McRib, 
I don't even like the McRib. Okay, I know that's going to get me criticism. But you watch people all over social media every year when the McRib comes back, go crazy because the McRib's back. You want people wanting more, not wishing for less. And I, I think the NFL is there right now. I think it's why it's the most popular league. People love it. That's why. That's what makes the draft so exciting. That makes the OTA minicamp season so exciting. Free agency, because there's not too much of it. I think they're endangering. They they can't go more than twenty, and I'd like to see them go eighteen with two preseason preseason and stop. Where am I wrong, John? Are they getting dangerously close? As the discussions has now begun about more, are they getting too too close to danger? Probably a little bit. You know, Jerry Seinfeld always had the idea of, of of leaving him wanting a little bit more. So you go see him do a live show and he wanted to feel a little bit short. Um, that's not a bad idea. The NFL is already dominating almost half of the entire 365 day calendar with activity. We are in complete agreement that the rosters, the game day rosters need to be expanded to somewhere between 65 and 70. And maybe there's some horse trading here to go between the players and the owners. If the owners want or can be encouraged that if you go to an 18 game schedule with, with two preseason, you know, you're going to expand revenue, but we need to expand rosters and maybe look at adding a third bye week or something along those lines for those football teams. I like the idea. I also like the team roster with practice squad included to be somewhere near 80 to 85. I think that would provide enough of a support system that if you do lose two offensive tackles, you literally don't have to go out to a guy that's on the street that's been training at a local gym and try to get him up to speed. This is the most popular form of entertainment in the country. It deserves the best support and the best consistency of product. So the product gets more consistent when you've got players in place who are with it, with the system. Uh, and or maybe getting some game time because your rosters are expanded. The product gets better when you have another meaningful game, but not too many that they don't mean much. So I do think if you're all of a sudden taking professional football, which wasn't that long ago, 14 or 16 games, and saying now we've got 25 games, that's probably too many. There is a need and a function for the preseason games uh, for no other reason than to figure out your final roster spots. But if we're expanding the game day roster, there's not as much pressure on that. So all of a sudden, maybe it makes more sense to have a preseason game, maybe two, and get right to it. If you don't have any preseason games, the thought is, well, it's a little bit more of a wild card. And I think there'd be more interest in the first week. But if the schedule's so long, you're going to have guys say, oh, you know, we can get it going over the first couple weeks and then start playing well and make up for any loss that we had early because the schedule is so large. So there probably is a sweet spot to be found. I think it is without question one that has a larger game day roster, maybe a little larger team roster, and it maybe has essentially a third bye week. And I know some folks count the first bye week as after the last preseason game to the first game of the season. That's good. You probably need three of those. I don't think you want to go past 20 weeks of games in the regular season and preseason, if you will, because then it's just going to get taken out too far. It's already 
a little strange for some folks to see the NFL regular season games in January because that was never even thought of for so, so long. At the same time, you've got new fans coming in every year. They think this will just kind of wash over over time. But yeah, I think there's a sweet spot to be found. And I hope that that's something that gets more examination before the end of the decade. And then I kind of hope it will be set and pretty much let alone for a while. I don't think the NFL is going to have any benefit if they keep on uh, playing an accordion with the schedule. Stretch it, stretch it out, and then what went too far and we'll bring it back in. You don't want to get there. So find the sweet spot and maybe drop a preseason game. Don't add a bunch more games in the regular season. But go ahead and expand the roster size so the preseason games become a little less necessary to get those final four, three, five, whatever spots a franchise has to figure out. I say you go to a 70-man roster and everyone can travel, everyone can dress, no practice squad, just the roster is what the roster is. And you go to two preseason games. 18 regular season games, you're going to have to expand the the salary cap, but not by much because there's going to be such an influx of money with two more games that there'll be more money in the pot, but you, you raise it a little bit. And then I'm going to throw this in there. I think there's one caveat <clears throat> that would get <clears throat> the NFL Players Association over the top of this. I think the NFL, when a player becomes vested, now, most people don't know this because it doesn't get talked. It's the minutia. But a player has to play a certain amount of time before he gets a retirement for the rest of his life. You get health care for five years. I think this is what they need to do. You're paying Roger Goodell tens of millions of dollars with lifetime health care and all of this. These are your players. And I know great players who have lived to be in their 50s who can't get health care, they can't afford it, and they're still suffering from injuries playing the game. I think you go to 18 games, two preseason, expand the roster to 70, no practice cards, whatever. Raise the salary, or even if you don't raise the salary cap, the league comes in and says, we're going to give health care to all of our vested players. Now, you can say we're going to start with the 2024 class. Um, I'll give you an example. Kyle Cook, who you and I are friends with, and I mean, I'm very close friends. You covered him. I'm very good friends with Kyle Cook. Played for the Broncos, I mean, excuse me, the Bengals and the Vikings for seven years. Tremendous offensive lineman. Tremendous offensive lineman. And he told me – it. It doesn't even have to be for my – and he's going to need health care his whole life, and he's, and he's not going to get it from the NFL. He said, listen, this isn't about me. He goes, so if you want to start this in 2024 saying anybody that comes in in the league in the 2024 class that vests, you get your lifetime – your health insurance that you had as a player for the rest of your life. Uh, to me, that's the caveat. I think it improves the game. I think it makes the game today better, but I think it takes care of the game in the future. John, to me, this is a no-brainer, and I've talked to multiple players who, if you do it that way, like starting with next year's class, none of them will get it 
And they all said, I would vote for it. It's just, it's, it's for the future coming. Kyle Cook said it best to me. He said, you know, I made a lot of money and was really successful because of what guys before me did. I would be willing to support this for the guys coming like others did for me. Your thoughts. Yeah, I think I think that pretty much nails it. You know, when you look at the roster size, the thing to keep in mind is it's pretty much three deep at each position. That's big key. Three deep at each position should cover all the bases and keep the product from dropping so far um, when you go from two to basically a guy on the street. So that makes a ton of sense. Uh, getting a buy-in and a commitment moving forward, looking forward, is only good for the NFL. It's only good for the players. It's good for relations between the NFL and its players. And it's good for the perception of the NFL uh, from an enormous public. An enormous public in America can look at it and say, oh, look, the NFL takes care of these players now and assures them that their health insurance is going to be covered so they don't literally need tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars aside ready to potentially deal with some of the long-term uh, issues that they're going to have. Uh, I'm not too far here right now today from where a lot of the great hogs, the offensive linemen for the then Washington Redskins lived. We see them out and about now and again. It's not always pretty. They need help getting around. They need uh, motorized scooters. They need uh, different uh, things that help them just live. And that's a cost of playing the game that today's players understand and accept what they're looking for. And what Kyle Cook is talking about there is recognize the investment that goes into this game, the long-term impact on players that play it, and just say, hey, we're going to go ahead and, and assure you that this is going to be taken care of. It is a win-win-win. It's a no-brainer, like you said. And I love to say, don't overthink a no-brainer. The faster this gets done, the better. I look for it to happen before the end of the decade. All right. From Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast, I'm Hondo Carpenter, part of the Fans First Sports Network. And from the FFSN Spartan Pride Podcast, the one and only the great John Shop. Thanks for joining us again this week, everybody. Thank you, John. Awesome. See you soon. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This has been a Las Vegas Raiders Insider Production on the Fans First Sports Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.